All right, Jeff fans, we're going to go through it all today. Calais Campbell, the owners' meetings, Odell showing up, Aaron Rodgers' watch. But honestly, it's episode 14. Why aren't you following us yet? Why aren't you subscribed to the channel? Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. JetCast Shop is the only place to get official JetCast merchandise. You can buy t-shirts, hats, water bottles, and much, much more. All of our items are high quality. Order online and have your product shipped right to your door. Check out the latest gear today at shop.jetcastpod.com. JetCast Nation, episode 14. We got a lot to go over just like every week. That's right. Yeah. Um, Odell showed up at the owners' meetings. I didn't expect to see that. We got some... Yeah, uh, hug, hugging a lot of people in green. Yeah, he was wearing <laughs> green, too. He had those green jeans on. It looked good. I I, I think he looked fantastic. But he, um, he's got a few offers on the table right now, from what I'm hearing. And um, the Jets are, right now, the likely landing spot. I think they're the favorite to uh, to land him. Um, what number do you think he's going to wear? Get right to it. Take the zero? Well, what's weird is, I, 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 maybe, but I see that <laughs> for some reason, Alan Lazard on online was number 13 on the website. Pretty sure that number is unavailable, which is a little weird. But at the end of the day, I don't care what number Odell Beckham wears. It looks like he's going to be a New York Jet. He wants to be here, you know. He contemplating going. He contemplated a couple years ago going to the Packers. Instead, he chose the Rams. I know he's got a relationship with Aaron Rodgers. They've talked about playing before in the past, so it really looks like he wants to be here, and I'm okay with it. I know a lot of Jet fans are like, "Oh, well, he's a bit, you know, he's a big liability," which you know everybody knows that he is. But he's the ultimate boomer bust player, and if you're trying to win a title, sometimes you need guys like that and i understand mm-hmm. the personality people say oh it doesn't work we had mike devito on one of our shows a while back and he's the first one to tell you a great locker room doesn't need to be a locker room full of choir boys you know too many pretty boys aren't good either he's like you want some of those alpha dogs in your locker room and he's that kind of guy right and we're not going to be asking him to do to a whole lot he's not going to be the number one receiver He'll probably be number three behind Lazard and and Wilson, and that's fine for a guy with his skill set. I think it's 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 a dangerous combination, um, and he's only come here for one reason, and that's because of Aaron Rodgers. Now, right. you know we're on Aaron Rodgers' watch day eight thousand four hundred and whatever at this point, um, but you know it's gonna get done. Um, I'm being patient. Both sides obviously have a need to get it done, and it's just going to take some time. I heard that they, um, I heard that they're closer this week than they were. I think that the biggest sticking point was a um, pick give back. I right. think in twenty twenty five, if Aaron, if Aaron doesn't play the second year. There is a stipulation that we would get at least a draft pick back, which I honestly I think is only fair. 
Uh, we know it's going to uh, include a second round pick just because we have that extra one with Elijah. There is no, with the Elijah trade, there is no third round pick. So we know it's going to be a second and then additional picks. They want to take Corey Davis, fine. Take Corey Davis. We got Odell Beckham Jr. I'm fine with it. Um, so, any new thoughts from you on it, or is it just same old? Yeah, just waiting. No, it, I I do actually have some new thoughts. If you really look into this whole thing, us as Jets fans always thought, oh, they're just the Jets are playing their hand the right way. He's going to come here. He's going to say I'm only going to be here for a year. He's really going to come for two years, but. The fact that Joe Douglas is going out there and trying to get that pick for 2025 back really makes me think maybe Rodgers isn't committed to for two years. Because mm-hmm. why are the Jets so stingent on that, that we need to recoup a third-round pick or so if Aaron Rodgers decides he's not going to play in 2024? So, you know... I wonder what kind of commitment that they're getting from Rodgers. You know, we all thought, oh, it's two years, maybe even a third year. I know that third year, that cap number jumps. I'm not worried about it. Rodgers has said that he needs to restructure his contract, which I fully expect him to do. Now, he's not going to take a penny less. That's one thing that Jeff fans need to understand. He's not taking a penny less. What they're going to do is throw it down the line. They'll have a couple void years. You'll have to eat a little bit of dead cap at the end, but they're going for it now, so... At the end of the day, I started to question myself a little bit. Like, what kind of commitment? He's, I'm not going to say I don't want him on a one-year commitment, but it scares the hell out of me because I don't want to jeopardize the entire franchise for just one year. No, and, and they're not going to. And, yeah, he's not going to take a penny less. But also the salary the salary cap is going to be increasing pretty significantly from from what we're – you know, being told. So I'm I'm really not right. worried about what it's going to cost to bring Aaron here. He clearly wants to be here at least for one year, and <laughs> and who knows? We'll just go from there. So that's right. Um, Calais Campbell missed out on him. Well, I don't know if he missed out, but he clearly didn't made his de- no didn't even show <laughs> up. Um, I don't really understand it. Um, I mean, obviously, they have been talking at least to set up a meeting. I guess he just immediately felt like Atlanta was where he needed to be. I guess he's got some uh, a charity base down there. So, who knows? At the end of the day, it's about the money. Let's be honest. Paul Riley says it all the time. He's like, we could keep saying, oh, they want to come play for a veteran. At the end of the day, you know, to try to win a Super Bowl, at the end of the day, he's going to go where He's able to get the most money. Think about it. He had the meeting set up with not only the Jets this week, but he also had a meeting set up with Buffalo, and he canceled both of them. So I'm thinking. Oh, I didn't that know about the, Buffalo. Yeah, he. I'm thinking that he just told them straight up, or the Falcons told him straight up, "We have a great deal for you on the table. The second you leave the building, it's no longer on the table, and it's the last. It's probably the last contract he's going to get. He's what 36 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a solid year last year. Maybe he'll get one more year, but I think he just took the money. He figured that you know, what did he get? Like nine million. He got a yeah, you know a like solid that. a solid amount. And to think that rank, I don't think the Jets were going to offer that to him. First of all, and second of all, Rankins, you know. Signed for, what, $10 million, and the Jets weren't willing to do that, so I don't think they were going to be willing to do that for him either. They know they got to they gotta spread the wealth out a little bit. So, unfortunately, it's a miss. There's some other guy still out there, but I could see us going into the draft and 
we could get we could get into that next. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, defensive <laughs> interior defensive line is becoming a little thin for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we lost a few guys and and we missed out on. I think they had an offer in on Fletcher Cox, and they tried getting Calais Campbell in here, and and now we're a little thin there. So yeah, I could see them going that direction now in the draft. <clears throat> so it really. The draft is so in the up in the air right now with with the Aaron Rodgers situation, but you know, assuming that we do have that thirteenth pick, even with the defensive interior defensive line the way it is, I would like to see them go after um, uh, what's his, what's his name? Hold on, I will bring it up. The ta- tackle. No, I want them to go offensive. I want <laughs> Peter Skaronsky. I think he'll be um, a, a great player with versatility behind AVT. Um, we know that someone is going to go down on the offensive line. It happens every year, and I am it's not going to sit us. exactly. And I am not going to sit there and training camp and watch another guy go down with a knee injury. And be scraping the bottom of the barrel, or going into free age, or looking at some old free agents to try, try and get in here. We need young, versatile guys on the line. He's gonna play. He could even beat out Max Mitchell. So we we will see. Um, but yeah, well, if you're if you're bringing in a tackle at thirteenth overall, you're planning on him starting. Period. Right. So. So you and Pete Prisco are on the same page as CBS Sports. That's who I think he has us drafting 13th overall. I'll, I, it's funny because we were talking earlier in a space today, and every Jet fan thinks we're taking a tackle or offensive lineman or interior defensive line. I love this kid, Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. He reminds me of Bryce Huff. He's explosive off the edge. Mm-hmm. He proved himself time and time again. And one thing we know about this defense, there's a couple of things. One, the Jets actually like JFM in the inside. He played it last year. He was more effective on the outside, of course. But in passing downs, they even moved him on the interior. They liked him there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Robert Sala said earlier this week, pass rushers don't grow on trees. That's why they're not willing to get rid of Carl Lawson. But you know, when you think about it, it's like, okay, well, Lawson's probably gone after this year. Right. There's no way that the odds are they're not going to be able to pay Bryce Huff after this year. So no. you might be losing two quality edge rushers and edge players that play in our Y9 defense after this year. And if you're hoping to win a Super Bowl or get deep into the playoffs, what are the what are the odds of you drafting a top tier pass rusher? in the mid to late 20s next year. They just don't get that far. So that's why I think there's still a very big possibility that we take edge in the first round. They look to, you know, maybe you draft the best tackle available in the second round, then you sign another veteran, because we need two, because we had Nathan Shepard also leave alongside Rankin. So at minimum, we need two, maybe even three. But that's where I could see the Jets growing, going. And then you look at Mel Kuyper, he's like with everybody else. Mel Kuyper's got us taking Broderick Jones, a tackle out of Georgia. I don't think he's going to be there, but he started left. He started 19 games uh, with Georgia last year on the left side. Didn't allow a single sack all season long. 
He's considered to be a raw talent that's still getting better. Um, but here's my issue with that. When you're drafting raw talent on the offensive line, mm-hmm. when we talk to former offensive linemen, we even talk to Cam Clark, some of the hardest the hardest positions to transfer from college to the NFL is the offensive line because the blocking schemes are different. You got wider hash marks. You got teams running these rinky-dink offenses in you know non-pro style in college all the time now, mm-hmm. and it's it's a bigger transition. So when you're bringing a guy that's raw, I don't want my left tackle who's supposed to protect Aaron Rodgers learning on the job next year. I just don't think that's plausible. I think the Jets are sold that Beck, Beckton's going to be back. I think he's, he's going to be back. Ton of weight. I think he's going to be back too. He looks he looks fantastic. <laughs> Um, I think I, I going going edge at thirteen is not a bad idea, especially considering um, that if you have such a good season, you're going to end up, you know, possibly late in the twenties, or even you know if you make it all the way, you got the last pick, and you're not going to get a blue chip pass rusher at that point. So if he's there, I can see them absolutely taking it. Just because, like you said, in the future, the next year, we're going to be losing. We're going to be losing some guys. Um, mm-hmm. And also, um, I know in the second round, and I know as you just said, it is difficult um, for offensive line to to transition to the to the NFL. Um, in the second round, if they can land a center. Like John Michael Schmitz, I would love it. Um, he's he is a very very much a cerebral player. He is able to call out a lot of the blitzing schemes, and he is a consistent consistent run blocker. Um, where's he out of Minnesota? Um, and he's just a beast of a player. He's could possibly go first round, but you know, based on what teams need right now, there's a good possibility that he slips. And if they're able to grab him in the second round, that's a great value pick. I think a lot of um, uh, mock drafts have us taking him. Now, I understand there's also the downside of having a rookie center with Aaron Rodgers. I get that. Um, but he may be um, too good to pass up. In that spot, I do think I see some drafts going having us go wide receiver. I don't think the wide receiver needs needs anything. No, um, I think the 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 spots that we need are center, tackle, um, and safety. Honestly, I could see them taking a safety um, pretty high up. Maybe not in the first round, but with that second round pick. Considering we're probably only going to have one of the second round picks, right? So, well, I I see where you're coming from. I don't like the whole because God forbid the center is a bust. That could screw your entire season, right? Your centers are they still in on Ben Jones? They are. We know they've actually spoken. Supposedly, this is through the grapevine. Your grapevine? He's been, yeah, he's been cleared through some of the medicals, believe it or not. They're, Tennessee asked him to retire last year. That's how bad his head injuries are. 
Really? So that's one thing we can't just pass up on. You get a guy like that in here, you still have to draft a center or bring a center in. I think perfect scenario for the Jets, if they're targeting a center early on in the draft and they don't get their guy, you just got to hope McGovern is still a free agent out there because worst comes to worst, you could still bring him back in. But I know we're talking about the second round in the draft. Second round, maybe early third round, everybody knows – Everybody who knows me, at least, knows I'm a big Texas fan. And Keandre uh, Coburn out of Texas, 6'2", 344, monster nose tackle. The guy could not be moved last year at Texas. I think that's really what we were missing in our defense last year. We saw Fadu Kasi walk out the door the year before, and it's like we never – we kept – we never replaced him. Teams were able to run up the middle on us. This guy is one of those guys that does not move. And he requires two guys to be engaged with him because he's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. He's considered a day two pick. That's somebody that I would love for the Jets to pounce on. Because you bring a guy like him in, those goal line scenarios, it felt like whenever it was first and goal or fourth and one, we always give it up because we have no big bodies in the middle that can compare it to other offense alignment. At 344, he probably can go up to 350. He is not one of those guys that is an absolute run stuffer. A lot of NFL analysts and scouts say that he is a day one starter at nose tackle. I know we play the 4-3, but we've run a big rotation. So he could be in there, especially on rundowns, and that's something that we are desperately missing over the, you know, the last couple of years. So that's mm-hmm. somebody that I would love for the Jets to target. You know, it's it's... It's a little different this year. Um, we were spoiled the last two years because we had such a plethora of picks. And we had those plethora of picks because Joe Douglas was just dismantling the team, you know. So we're, we're now back in, back just like uh, every other team where we have a first one first rounder. You know, right now two second rounders, but it's going to be one second rounder, and mm-hmm. you know, this is this is going to be really up to Joe Douglas to make sure that um, you know he hits on these picks. He's hit the last two years. We need him to hit this year again, and you know that's the only way we're going to have any sort of uh, sustainable success is if we keep hitting on draft picks. That's how yeah. other that's how these other teams are able to say relevant and in the running every year. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Another thing that came up today in spaces, which was a great point. Hmm. What I, and I keep thinking about it because if you think about the pass rushers we have, we have JFN, we have Clemens, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff. We already have four legitimate guys out there. I wonder if the Jets would consider moving Clemens to the inside in certain situations. He played at 6'5", 270 last year. Could he put on... 10 pounds get to that 280 mark where he could be like a smaller interior guy where he could get pass rushing up the middle he's one of the big guys and i think he could still fill out and that's something that i think the jets would absolutely consider especially on those passing downs where if you don't have rankings and if you get a couple big bodies you put him next to quinn and williams there's a lot of speed and a lot of size on the Mm. inside then so that's just something that was getting thrown around today Mm. all right so we got what we got four weeks till Thursday the twenty seventh. So we should be doing. You and I should probably do some uh, some mock drafts, some mock draft reactions, and we'll get those posted up here on the channel. And we will be live on draft night. Live on draft night, as long as we still have the thirteenth pick. You think if they get. Oh. 
Now, uh, I, they shouldn't be giving up the 13th pick, but let's be let's There's be all no shot that's happening. I understand, but if for some ungodly reason that 13 we don't have that 13th pick, I am not going live and it's going to sit here and be miserable with you the whole time. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Me, miserable. Get out of here. My name's not Joe and Clark, but I wanna. We'll be having guests on that day. Uh, a couple people that love breaking breaking down the draft, and we'll have live reactions. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll probably have some door prizes, giveaways. We'll, be giving away we'll have some, some giveaways stuff on here. Oh yeah, some giveaways. I got a ton of bobbleheads. We got some great cards, jerseys, you name it. You know, we do it a lot for you fans out there. We just enjoy talking. Jets, so I'm really looking forward to it this year. All right, well, thanks for everybody for hanging out with us. If you like, um, if you like what you saw, you like what you heard, please give us a subscribe. You saw me in the beginning of the video begging you, I'm gonna beg you again. Please give us a subscribe, <laughs> it really helps us out. Uh, we'll see you in a week. Go, Jets! Go, Jets. <laughs>